We don't want your kind. Go sign up for Books a Million Plus or Outback Steakhouse <laughs> Premium. You can go sign up for the Dalai Lama's Patreon where he'll suck on your tongue for six bucks a month. We don't want you, okay? So I don't even care if you keep listening. Hello and welcome to episode number 501 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. Find out more about these topical pursuits. Check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking The More You Know. But before we do that, thank you so much, you guys, for celebrating our 500th episode last week. We hope we can make 500 more, right? Yeah, probably. Yes. So in order for you to not miss out on anything in the future, we highly recommend you subscribe to our newsletter, Note for the Audio. This week, we have an Ask a Staffer feature featuring our accountant, Emily, in honor of tax day, our least favorite day of the year. Now, coming up soon, we'll have Knox's favorite items for working at the PNG, a summer reading guide from all our staff, a quiz determining if you're a Taco Bell mom or a Chick-fil-A mom, and a pop culture summer checklist to get you ready for the season. 22,000 folks are already on the mailing list, so you can sign up for free at knoxandjamie.com slash newsletter or click the link in the show notes. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, Jamie. It's time to do The More You Know. The More You Know. And as always, we do the bonus, uh, the more you know, episodes weekly for our B-Flots. And normally, I do the spiel about like, you know, if you like this, you check it out. You should come to the B-Flots, whatever. I'm not doing that this week. <laughs> no? Why? I'm not doing that. Is it, Five, we're 500 episodes behind us, and now you're like, no more. It, it's it's old. It's tired. I'm, I'm not going to beg people. If, if <laughs> I have to ask you to consider becoming a B-Flots, we don't want you. Okay? We, because B-Flots <laughs> okay. membership speaks for itself. So go on. Get. G-I-T. Get out of here. <laughs> We don't want your kind. Go sign up for Books a Million Plus or Outback Steakhouse <laughs> Premium. You can go sign up for the Dalai Lama's Patreon where he'll suck on your tongue for six bucks a month. We don't want you, okay? So I don't even care if you keep is, listening. Is there an Outback, Outback Plus? I want that. Well, I would you be get like so a free in. cheese fries every six visits? Free bacon cheese fries every like every visit. I don't know, Outback. Like this is free marketing we're thinking of. But I just, there's no rooms left at the Podcast Patreon in or whatever. So just get along, go away. Like we're not interested in you anymore. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Good. I'm, I love that you're in charge of marketing. That <laughs> went great. <laughs> see, I'm going to see everybody, listeners muff them. I'm going to see if that will like make them be like, well, you know, I don't know. Do I love their Patreon now? Be, do I want to be, be honest, a member? To be honest, that is the energy that you do bring to our Patreon. Yeah. So if they want more of that, they know where to go. Yeah, y'all can take it or leave it. Um, okay, well, uh, let's do uh, the more you know this week. Obviously, big celebration last week. We're again, like Jamie said, we're so thankful to everybody who celebrated. Um, Jamie, do you want to start us off with ask a personal question? Yes. Yeah, so this personal question, it was part of our AUA questions of this week. This came from Courtney McGarity, who said, 
Are you forward parking space people or the obnoxious folks who make everyone wait on them as they selfishly back into a spot? What are you, just for the record, not? Well, there's a third option, oh. and I park far away. Yes, you do. Um, that's and true. then that way I do what I want. Like I can pull through. I'm, I, I will say I never make anyone wait on me. I'm never doing no, that. No, ever, you're not going to Ever, that. ever, ever. No. And look, okay, so I was in Texas this weekend for an Enneagram cohort with our beloved Suzanne Stabile. And listen, Texas is amazing at so many things. State fairs, speed mm-hmm. limits. They're mm-hmm. 95 miles an hour on those it's interstates. Crazy. It's amazing. Yellow queso, breakfast tacos, ranching. They gave us Aaron. Like, we love Texas for many reasons, right? However... Here's what I've noticed. People in Texas will buy a diesel truck that is 100 times the length of their diglet mm-hmm. and then pack it in, back it into a parking space. Yeah. Like immediately. Here's what I flew to Dallas. I got my rental Buick. They tried to give me a Tesla. I explained to them that I could not learn how to drive a new car wow. in Dallas. Like that was not an option for me. And sure. so I waited an hour for a Buick. You waited and, an hour for a Buick. That's yes. <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard. It is the saddest. I drove directly to Torchy's Tacos at 9.15 a.m. as yeah. I always do. I parked in my space and then I needed to make a quick phone call. And while I was on the phone, an elderly woman backed her 300 foot truck into the parking space next to me. By the way, so many parking spaces at 915 at a taco place. Okay. She backs into the space. Then she swings open her door Mm. and hits my rental car. No. As hard as she can. She then, I watch with the windows rolled up. She gasps, looks me dead in the eye. And then shrugs. Wow. Okay. Okay. What did you do when she looked at you in the eyes? Did you, like, did you throw your hands up? Were you like, I'm going to get out. We're going to talk about this. So I furrowed my brow when she looked me in the eyes. Cause I just assumed like, brow furrow. Okay. We got a bad here, Aaron. Listen to me. (laughs) No, here's what happens. I assumed that she would do what people in the deep South would do. The actual South. And that she would apologize for hitting my car. Yes. But I forgot where I was. You know, don't tread on me. Okay. And she shrugged. I rolled down those all four windows at the same time. I don't even know how I did that. What? (laughs) I rolled down all four windows and I said, can't apologize, lady. I'm so mad. So I finished my phone call and I even put the phone call. This was a dentist, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, hang on a second. You can't even apologize. (laughs) And I was like, sorry. And she was like, were you in a car accident? I said, sort of. But anyway, can I come on Wednesday or whatever? Well, then I go, I eat my tacos. I see them. I sit on the other side of the restaurant because I don't even want to like engage because who knows, uh, you know, what kind of weaponry she has on her in this torture. Of course. Yeah. And when she leaves, she has to pass me. When she leaves, because I'm just reading my Twitter, doing my Wordle. And yeah. she passes me and she goes, why'd you yell at me? And oh, I said, wow. She wants to reinitiate she, this whole exchange, even though yes. she knows she's in the wrong. Yes. Because why? Texas. That's, you know, that's right, Aaron, don't you? I'm not. I haven't said a word. That's right. So <laughs> anyway, so I am a forward parking space. I have seen much research because this seems to be a really hullabaloo thing. Yeah. It actually takes just as much time to pull in forward, to pull in back. All said and done. And sure. to be honest, you're ho- you're holding people up. And that tells me everything I need to know about you as a person is if you yeah. back into a spot. That means, okay, you're not here for the community good. Like you're just not here for the community good. I think if you are someone who is making people wait on you while you slowly back into spot, that's bad. That's very bad. Yeah. However, if like me, you park far away and and you make sure no one's around and then you slowly take your time and don't, you know, infringe on anyone's, you don't tread on anyone's time or personal space or whatever, that's okay. I think that's very valid. Yeah. No, I think that is valid. Okay. 
What's your personal question? My personal question is, uh, this was asked from Katie Hood. She said, the theme song for The More You Know that people just heard a little bit ago uh, is so perfect. I'd like to hear the story of how Knox got his kid to do it. How did the idea come about? Was it a one and done kind of production? Did it require multiple takes? Was she a willing participant? Were bribes involved? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so the, the, the origin of this, I think we were starting to formalize The More You Know with regularity because we'd, we'd done it for a while, but it'd be like, here's 30 seconds on us talking about Robert Pattinson or here's like, it, it, it was just random. And it was like, right, I don't know why right. anybody would want to listen to this. So we started to really think about like, well, let's turn it into like an actual bonus episode. So we wanted something not like theme music because that would cost money and we didn't want to do that. But we wanted like an audio cue without, uh, with some kind of voice or some kind of sound effect or whatever. And I remember growing up with the more, you know, like on NBC when there was like a very special episode of say by the bell, and AC Slater was like, there's no hope with dope, you know? And it would yeah. be like, the, the more you, it wouldn't be a sound thing, but you could see like the rainbow or whatever. Right. And so we want to create that sonically. Um, so uh, one day as after dinner, I asked her, I asked Marlo, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, if she wanted to try it. And she's always been a musical kid with a vibrato from like the age of two. Yes. And she nailed it on like the first take, but I didn't have it recording. And then, so we did a second take and I almost ruined the second take. Cause when you, whenever you listen, if you listen closely, you can hear me laughing in the background um, because <laughs> she just hits like the vibrato so hard. Um, but Marlo uh, requires no bribing. She, I, I pay her in Robux periodically and that seems to do uh, the trick for her. Do you, do you, are you familiar with Roblox at we, this point, Jamie? Do you feel Ro, like you know? Do you say Robux? Yeah. You, well, what do you think I mean? Do you think I misspoke? Do you think that's a separate thing? I thought it was Robux. It's wow, you got Why would it all be it roadblocks, but not road bucks? <laughs> okay, first of all, it's still not roadblocks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Roblox, it, it is What's row? the row part of the block. Honestly, I don't know. There's robots? a how I built this. Where, oh, is it uh, robot blocks? It's is that what it is? I, I mean, <laughs> I guess look. I never. Aaron's gonna check for me. Thank to you. Help me. I won't okay. ask Chad GPT. It feels like people are kind of out on Chad GPT. The founder GPT. of Roblox is named Rowena, and she was just like, I want my name in it. That's definitely not it. I don't think his name's David. Um, oh, okay. But that is the Robux are the currency within Roblox. Okay. How much, how far can a dollar get? You? Not very far. Not very oh, far. Oh yeah. So ten dollars doesn't get you very far, but it's something. But that's that's basically her royalties um, for for singing that song. And to be so. fair, we always pay our staff, even our contractors, like yeah. Marlo. Yeah, that's I right. always think of Marlo. You know, obviously, you have three wonderful children, and mm -hmm. uh, I treat everyone's children the same. Marlo right. is absolutely my favorite, but I think <laughs> it's also because she's my favorite because she is the. PMG baby. She was born. That's true. During the life of the PMG, because she just that's turned true. nine. So. And she's actually she's the only one who has. Uh, she was recognized at the doctor's office uh, a couple years ago uh, when we lived in Birmingham. One of the that's nurses right. was like, "Are you the the more you know, Marlo?" <laughs> um, and Marlo was starstruck. And then uh, a couple summers ago, when we were in Hilton Head, a listener saw us eating and then asked, uh, "Waited until we're done, asked for a picture." And Marlo assumed she wanted to get a picture with Marlo. As she, she was should. Like, I'm next, right? Like you right. would also like, what? Well, do you know who I am and what I do? So she was a little, she's a little upset that uh, the picture wasn't asked uh, on her behalf. So, so <laughs> yeah, precious. she's got a vibe. She's got a diva vibe to her. So those are ask her personal questions. Again, we do that for BFOTs, but if you're listening, you're not BFOT. Like I literally don't care what you think about that because it doesn't even matter, you know? Um, Jamie, let's go to our first topic. Uh, how do we feel? And uh, it's about this HBO uh, rebrand. Okay, so as a reminder, AT&T owned Warner Media. They merged with Discovery last year, and now it's called WBD. Did you know that? Warner Brothers Discovery. Did not know that. So nope. WBD announced on April 12th that HBO Max would become just Max. 
Okay. On May 23rd. And uh-huh. and Discovery Plus would also continue on as Discovery Plus mm-hmm. as a lower cost option, but a lot of the Discovery Plus will be all of the Discovery Plus will be on Max. That's so much simpler. I'm glad you explained it like that. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. So first of all, WBD stock fell by 6% the day they announced it because <laughs> it's such a stupid name for a stupid thing. So uh, your HBO Max app, if you're using one, it will go away completely, but it will yeah. automatically become Max on May 23rd. Don't worry. They have all your billing information. They'll make sure it gets uh, sent over. <laughs> now, uh, there are three plans on this new a, on this new Max, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to call it that. So you can do Ad Light, which is $9.99 a month, okay? Then you can do Ad Free HD quality, two mm. concurrent streams and 30 downloads for $15.99 a month. And then the ultimate plan, that's literally what it's called, $19.99, 4K with Dolby Atmos, four concurrent streams and 100 downloads a month. It just, I, it feels like Cousin Greg from Succession designed this and rolled this out yes. because I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's it does feel like ad light, ad free, and the like the the big one together. It feels like when podcasts will go on Patreon and be like, "There's an ad free version of this episode with nobody know nobody wants, nobody cares for, nobody's interested in." Right. But if you just like jam enough accolades in something, it makes it appealing. I I, I weirdly got a little bummed about this really? because. I love HBO. Like it has been one of the most, like in my adult life, like it's been, I've always been a subscriber. Uh, Some of my favorite TV shows ever have been on HBO. And now the fact that it's named after the creepy magician from Say by the Bell, (laughs) just in one fell swoop, it's just over. That makes me really upset. That really bothers me. I know. And they were funny because they were like, no, no, no. Like we, like we're, it's still got the heart of it. We just, HBO is not the primary thing anymore. Like we're, it's almost like, it's like when my friends get married and they take their husband's name illogically. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I am always sad because I always think of them as who I've always known. Yeah. Um, But like Aaron, I didn't meet her until she was married. So she's always been Aaron Moon. But like sure. my friend Katie, I always think of her as Katie Peak. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Katie Moore. So riveting. Such a great name. You know? And so this yeah. feels like they're getting rid of a part of them. It makes me nervous. I'll be honest with you. It makes me nervous. It makes me Well, nervous. It, this is the first time that you – because HBO – and I, I think we've greenlit a number of books that tell the inside story about HBO. Um, and so there's been so much turnover and sell. there's constant selling. This is the first time that it feels like whoever acquired HBO or the asset that was HBO – got so much of its grossness on HBO that it changed it fundamentally and foundationally. Yes. And that's the upsetting part is like uh, HBO is one of the bellwethers of the streaming wars and it's felt like pretty much unaffected. But now I'm going to get chip gains jammed down my throat, you know, on this thing called Max on the ad light tier. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't really enjoy it. I, I do like the idea of in terms of taking on last names, I wish it would be something like you got to argue it in front of a magistrate. And whoever has the better case, like better resume, man or woman, that's the name that gets taken, you know? And I would watch a channel all day that's just like new couples, like prospective husband and wife making the case for like why they should take, why this guy should no, take my last I name. I actually or like that. And I will say Aaron, I think, did upgrade. Like I yeah. do think Aaron Moon is a cooler theatrical name yeah. than Aaron Hicks. No offense to Andy or Gwen. You, you're lovely and you're my favorites. Sure. But I, right? Don't you like Moon? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. Whoa, no, whoa, no, no, there's no, a lot of pain fine. behind those no, eyes. No. What, would, what would have Erin Elizabeth with an E, what would have her last name been if she could have chosen it? Well, in fifth grade, my pen name was uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. <gasps> Montgomery. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, How's your bookstore in the big city? Because you definitely own one. Yeah, no, know? I definitely owned one. Yeah, I was an author and a bookstore. And you wear caftans in the summer. For sure. Ah, yes. Yeah. Just, but see, like, there, if, if your last name was going to be like Aaron Darren, you know, it would be like, well, this is obvious. You have to take my last name because I can't be Aaron Darren. You know what I mean? But I there could be like some Aaron. really she interesting would've, She would have 100% been Aaron Darren. How dare you? <laughs> Should I change my name to Aaron Darren now? It's pretty good. Yeah. If you hire an Aaron Darren, if you're an Aaron Darren out there, let us know who we want to bring on board. Listen, I dreamed of getting married. Oh, because I was never going to change my name ever. Like, I was, I would be like, that would have been an early date question of like, yeah, I'm not going to take your name. Unless I always wanted to marry a guy with the last name Silver or Graham. Because I wanted that beautiful Jamie Golden Silver. Sure. And Jamie Golden Graham. Like, I just wanted. And then you met, like, Bob Showers, and you were like, this is love, but I I can't. How dare you think that I would date a man named Bob? That is so hurtful. Robert, Roberto Showers. uh, And it, it would be great. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I might not be as good as Nocturnamus at predicting the future, but I do love taking my knowledge of the past and trying to figure out how it's going to affect the present and future. Whatever your vision is for this year, let pair eyewear bring things into focus for you. Do you get it? Don't stay stuck in the past with the same old glasses you've had since high school. That was literally me. Pair eyewear allows you to change up your look in a snap. And with base frames starting at just $60, including your prescription, they're not just convenient. They're also super affordable. I'm always so excited to see what new frames pair has available, especially for my big head. I just checked their website and they have a new Y2K revival collection. The frames are so fun. Pair always does a great job of having a mix of loud, fun frames, and of course, more subtle looks to match anyone's personality. The Millennium Twill Plaid is both subtle and colorful and absolutely adorable. Their new Easter collection has a white pearlescent top frame and one called the Blush that is truly bringing you back memories of frilly dresses, white patent leather shoes, and celebrating Easter Sunday with Chuck and Chan in all the best ways. Their virtual try-on is a super convenient way to find the right fit for you. And with free standard shipping and a flexible 30-day return policy, you have nothing to lose. Visualize a fantastic new year with Pear Eyewear. Go to PearEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in their post-checkout survey. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com, code POP. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As spring draws near, time can feel like such a construct. Are we going to be springing forward or is it falling back? I'm always hoping it's falling back because who doesn't want an extra hour added to their day? But then the question becomes, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Figuring out what's important to you is the first step in making it a priority, and therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It might sound like a catch-22, but making therapy a consistent priority has been the catalyst in giving me so much of my time back. Not only has therapy helped me identify my priorities, but it's also given me the skills to enforce boundaries around my time. If, like me, you wish you had more time, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Even getting started is super simple. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll do the work of matching you with a licensed therapist, and you have the option to switch therapists at any time for no additional costs. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash podcast pod. Along with the most depressing uh, name news that uh, HBO dropped uh, last week, they also dropped a lot of teaser trailers that we wouldn't need to talk about for a second. Yes. Uh, in the, we won't go over every single one of them, but in that lineup of, of trailers and teasers, what was something that you saw that you were like, I'm, I'm kind of actually excited for that? Oh, I am freaking on for Regime. Listen, the, look, the Regime, which does not even come out until next year, so it's not right. even close, right? Totally fine. But you got Kate Winslet and Martha Plimpton, two of my fa- truly two of my favorite actresses, are two world leaders at odds in this series that involves, you know, a, the idea that Martha Plimpton is the president of the United States and has taken on Kate Winslet, who appears to be a, a, the head of a vague European country. Like I thought it was like, <laughs> it was Handmaid's tale for a second. Like I was kind of confused it in the is. trailer because yeah, no, it's it really interesting the way it, they lay it out. It is. And these are the same executive producers of succession. So I kind of like that too, that they kind of already knew they were wrapping up and so they could focus their attention on that. I'm also interested in, <laughs> weirdly, I kind of loved, I don't know if you saw on April Fool's Day, Duolingo, you know, the translation app, they did an April Fool's, April Fool's Day prank that they showed a trailer on that was going to be on the Peacock Network and it was mm-hmm. for a TV show called Love Language. Okay. Which would just be a dating show from Peacock and Duolingo where people who don't speak the same language try to date. Well, l- that is an actual show called Love and Translation. And three American bachelors must find love among a dozen women, none of whom speak any English, which right off the bat, yeah. the fact that a man could be like, I don't even need to speak the language this lady speaks. Yeah. I can figure it out is the most misogynist thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, truly. I don't know what the the actress in Love Actually who played opposite Colin Firth, why are they not the hosts of this? Because that would be perfect. Thank you. you that know? would be perfect. <laughs> and this is this is the same team behind 90 Day of 90 Day Fiance. How about Kay. we just make more 90 Day Fiance? That thing is great. Like we why could do can that. we just have more of that? I don't understand. Listen, uh, t- this is not super related but T's and P's to all the people like me who have started watching the NBA playoffs. And have have gotten not only all the Evil Dead Rise trailers, but also just a string of Doctor Pimple Popper ads. Like that's all I'm seeing. <laughs> well, and that man... is what you'll get on Max. You will get 90 Day Fiance along with old episodes of The Wire. <laughs> the, the, listen, this this Doctor Pimple Popper. I've seen Aaron's favorite of person it. on the internet. I Aaron, is that her. true? Oh my gosh, I love her. So every time we say, hey, have you watched this movie? Have you watched this like high fair thing or like high art or whatever? Have you watched Young Pope? No, of course I haven't. Like you're like, I know I'm, I'm saving all for Dr. Pimple Popper. I just, I, it's very soothing to me. You have there, to understand. Y'all, her they, FYP is gross on TikTok. It's, it's disgusting. Gross. It's disgusting. There was a man 
who looked like he had two like scalp testicles on the back of his head and they were i was strangely captivated Mm -hmm. more i was like they're not going to show or pop this in this commercial and they didn't they blurred it out but then they were like if you want more this wanting wanting more yeah no it left me like dry heaving no i got i gotta see i gotta see the end result what is it because it's like a literal soothing vibe for you yeah i do not understand that I, I don't know what the stakes are. Where are my because pimple it's poppers like, <laughs> Is it just like the 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 girth of the pop? Like because at, at the, no, at the end of the day, s- it, I have a very specific type of the release. Video it's the release like. of the fluid. No, gross. Don't. Be gross. <laughs> How dare you? Don't be disgusting. <laughs> don't do that. It's How like dare a you? medical <laughs> procedure. That is gross. It's that not is gross. televised. That's it's not it's gross. just it's just something that happens to people. I'm really interested in the people who saw the release for that too. Like, what's their regular life like? Like that they're like, what? I have a lot of questions. I, I do. do. I, I think part of the, this guy. I don't know what his name is. Let's call him Donnie. He's probably like, I don't have a lot of prospects. I do have these testicle-sized pimples in the back of my head. I might be able to monetize this. I gotta this go is find this. Actually, those are not my favorite kind of. Videos. You like a blackhead for sure. I love a blackhead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You have more anyway. refined taste. You know, Thank you're not you. just like the the basic. <laughs> not out here for here. the and the spurtin. Ew. Oh. Jason, we, I think I want you to bleep everyone. those. Yeah. I think. I- <laughs> <laughs> I so I watched um uh, the thing I'm I, I'm so excited to hate is yes. the trailer for the Smartless Live show. Listen, did it make you mad that they took the episode that you worked for weeks on that we made after our live shows, yep. and then they probably got paid each five million dollars each. Yes, to to do because what's the best part of that teaser trailer? Oh, let me see. There's so many things. I like the whole wide world by Reckless Eric, the song they use, <laughs> right? which. If you know anything about that song, that's a song about how we unnecessarily add like layers of complexity to things that don't really need it. And for this to be released on an app called Max Now that doesn't need a podcast live show, but now we're getting it. I thought that was just like seven different levels of ironic. Right. But I think it was how anytime they're talking together, the three of them, it feels really clear that they don't like each other like at all. Like a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to watch it. My favorite pretentious part of it is that it is shot in black and white. As if this is a uh Yeah. A, a, like these a are the Beatles. Yes. Basically. Th- stop it right now. Stop I didn't know if we were right gonna get now. an Abbey Road, like them just crossing it and like taking a picture. It just <laughs> it I, I thought it made the cupboard look really, really bare. We're gonna talk about a couple things here in a second that are what they're really building around. But in terms of like stuff on the margins, when you make a, an announcement like this, you're making it to impress people to incentivize people but also for uh, shareholders and to just be like more game of thrones harry potter stuff and also this like podcast that talks to famous people just like on the regular show i was like i'm a little disappointed here i know because i really thought because when they were like the penguin which is going to be colin farrell coming back as the dc villain from matt reeves the batman i thought okay and then they're like who knows when that comes out it's like undated had no clue yeah the All the footage like, we're going to show you, you're going to see crew in the background. That's how unfinished this is, right? So what about True Detective, colon, Night Country, Fourth Season? How do you feel about that? I, It feels like they really went back to the playbook that worked in uh, the season one and the season dwarf. I did, um, I did like Jodie Foster in this trailer. I, I'm, I'm worried because they went big star, intrigue, weird symbols, geography we don't understand. I don't know that Jodie Foster has the charisma of Matthew McConaughey to pull this off. And I I don't know just about it felt like they tried to fudge on the budget a little bit, whereas 
True Detective season one was like Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, let's go. Yeah. Um, but I still, you, you know, I'm still You weren't moved it. by her. This is a crime scene. No more effing around. <laughs> I, I was really emotionally moved <laughs> to know, a different place I on know. that. But yeah, the uh, um, I, I did see that Nick Pizzolatto is not involved in that. And I thought that was interesting. Oh, that because, is it. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he oh. uh, obviously he did the first, second, and second season. I think third, uh, or I'm I'm sorry, the fourth um, to you know different reviews. But the uh, the penguin, the guy who worked on that, he shot I think most of Mayor of Easttown, and I thought that was an interesting. That's, oh, that's, that bodes well for me. At least. I do like that a lot, and we get. I listen. I like Kristen Milioti. I as an actress. Yeah, and she was the hundred percent. She was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Spoiler: right. She was the mother. And so wow. God, I hope you ruin someone's day. <laughs> And you know Why what? are y'all watching you... <laughs> How I Met Your Mother this late? Come on. But Chris Emiliotti, I really like her. So I was interested in her. And listen, Colin Farrell makes a really good penguin. He does. He does. He does. He does. So I also will say, I do like all that. We're going to get so much Barbie content. We're not even prepared. So I did see they're oh, doing a Marby, true. Barbie Dreamhouse reality yeah. show where builders try to recreate the Barbie Dreamhouse in human size, which I'll be honest with you, would be my dream come true to live in a Barbie Dreamhouse. <laughs> like, I would love that. But also, I was disappointed to see um, that the Big Bang Theory is mm-hmm. getting another show set in that universe. And I was like, D- was the 12 seasons not enough? Listen, Yikes. I was upset, but I was like, it works. It actually works. And we've we've gotten uh, like did a you young... Did you say Bazinga? Did you say Bazinga when you We saw have Young this? Sheldon. Young Sheldon works. So it's like, I get it. I guess I get it. I, that makes more sense. I'll segue here professionally. That um, IP extension makes more sense to me than the Harry Potter reboot aspect oh, that we need to Oh, my goodness. About. As Harry Potter experts, all three of us equally... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We recapped, obviously, the Harry Potter movies last year. Maybe, maybe at the end of this month, we might open up, for anybody who is not a B-Fots, we might be opening that back up at the end of the month to get your Harry Potter recaps mm-hmm. of the movies that the three of us did. But in the press release, they said it will be a decade-long series produced with the same epic craft, love, and care this global franchise is known for. And so I, I, and there was a lot of attention paid to that this will be a faithful yeah. Adaptation. Was that because the movies were not faithful? I mean, I guess in, in as much as like a movie can't be faithful to a book because it's a movie and that's a book, you know, but it just felt like more word salad. Because I remember y'all telling me that Ginny and the book was better than Ginny and the movie. Ginny and the book is definitely better. And so than I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe they'll make Ginny better because I did not it's like low Ginny bar at to all. Clear. It well, is yeah. a low yeah. bar to clear. I know. But I, you know, of course, and then listen, according to the Times in London, they haven't even begun casting this show. They have not even started casting. And they are actually, uh, they said it will begin in the next nine months. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> With Hero Talent Group founder Nicole Tasker telling the publication that agents will be looking to sign new child actors onto their books in preparation for the upcoming series. They will be going to drama schools around the country. This is, and again, I remember during the pandemic, I, I got to a point where I was like, hey, just announce movies you don't have any intention to make just to get just to make me feel yeah. something right now you know right right that's kind of what this feels like is we have no infrastructure built but this is an announcement we're making doesn't that feel cool to listen to right now now Aaron you had predicted that this would happen that's right a pop culture prediction Look um, at me go because she wanted a reboot and you were re- and so some people have said oh it's too soon the the last movie just came out 12 years ago guys they don't have any <laughs> concept of time have y'all not seen what they're doing with the spider-mans there's a new spider-man <laughs> yeah, every that's year right. we can get multiversal i actually wouldn't be against that if we're gonna do that i if it is a gritty harry potter i'm into that mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the mascot from the okay. flyers but oh, the actual but oh, kind of into that too I don't know. to be okay. honest with you 
New Hagrid is gritty oh, instead. Oh, gritty is Hagrid. That's good. That'd be a great big grid. I'm like, I'm kind of excited. I'm reserving my excitement. You know what my nervousness is always? When you say you're going to do a 10-year project, I'm just yeah. worried that an eight-year-old is not going to age well. That's the problem sure. with these books is that we got, st- or this movie, we got stuck with Rupert Grant as Ron. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, yeah. I, feel like they, the I mean, they mostly well. hit the lottery, but Rupert Grint's, and honestly, I don't hate him now, but I think, you know, this, to me, it reeked of, obviously, of desperation. There was some good, though, because I thought the good part is, I think the books are better served as TV shows, right? Like a book as a Absolutely. season, that's sure. better. I don't know if they can pull that off. Um, I do think the advances in, in technology and maybe the widening of the net of storytellers will allow for some more robust stories and character exploration, explorations. I think that could be good. But I think the bad is just, th- this is such an unprepared announcement that it feels more indicative of what's going to happen versus oh, yeah. like, I feel great about this. Like, you I know? hope you live to see this. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. happened so long from now. Look, also, I will say the people were talking about that they can correct now because they had, and I didn't realize this, we never talked about this in the recap, that in the books that... All of these professors, most of them should have been a lot younger than the actors who portrayed them because Mm. Harry's parents went to school with like Snape. And I was like, well, Snape was old. I mean, he was I think Alan Rickman just skews old. Yeah, he does. Well, he's dead now. But Wow. That's a spoiler too. Listen, I did think somebody, of course, on TikTok was like Adam Driver as Snape. And I was like, yeah, that's hundred yes, percent, hundred percent. How great will that be? And uh, so, he's too wrapped up in the sixty-five multiverse, though. Well, I so think he's, he got out he's of that. Committed. I think he was like, I know I did that. We didn't do good. Did I watched the first fifteen of that, Jamie, and there is so much meat on that bone. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I will say this: I was curious how they were going to handle because J.K. Rowling is serving as an executive producer of the series, yeah. and I don't know if y'all know, but J.K. Rowling is controversial in many ways because she's pretty much not into anyone changing uh, by choice or any other reason. Uh, their gender. Sure. Yeah. And the HBO's Casey Boys handled this so badly in the <laughs> event because, of course, <laughs> you, you had to know someone was going to ask this yeah. question in a press conference. And that a hole said, Well, that's a very online conversation. What? Very nuanced and complicated and not something we're going to get into. How hard is it to just prepare a statement? Like how he, you know this did, is coming. He talked a little bit later and, and had a bit more of a prepared statement. But in that moment, he really fumbled, uh, fumbled that moment, fumbled that answer and response. And it's a little, I mean, because you have to know that that's coming up. But And I would also say for the people who can't understand why J.K. Rowling is still attached, like it's hers. Yeah. She's just going to be attached. And she so, never sold the rights to it yeah. either. So right? it, it sucks. And it, it's weirdly contentious for her to still be involved. And it's going to make it kind of weird to develop. But unless like you give her a billion dollars, she's not going away. You know? Um, okay, Jamie, let's go to Cinema Side Piece. Okay, so our box office recap this weekend. So I went and saw, for just me, I went and saw Air. And I it was really good. It made me mad. Like, it was really good. Good for them. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm not rooting for Ben Affleck as a human. I don't know if, I don't know if it's the Duncan or the back tattoo or the sadness that he carries with him everywhere he goes. I don't, I don't know why I, I am rooting You know, I listened to him and Matt Damon on uh, Bill Simmons and yes. interview both of them. And Matt, I'm sorry, Ben Affleck comes off so genuine and interesting. Yeah. And you'd never know who you're getting. But I really found myself being like, I think I like him. I think okay, I don't know if he's a likable guy, but I think he's uh, he seems like someone I want to root for. Okay, well, the, no matter. At number one at the box office was yet again Super Mario Brothers, brought in another eighty-seven million dollars. Mm. Listen, three hundred fifty million domestic. Like this, we gonna get Super Mario 
for We're the rest of our video life. game movies forever. 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 In second place, The Pope's Exorcist. Yep. It made mm-hmm. $9 million. Mainly, I just liked Russell Crowe on a scooter. That's what I was really into. It looks like such a fake movie poster with him, but it's it a real does. movie. I can it's assure you. It's a real you. movie. Third place, John Wick made another $8 million. It's It's almost, it, just domestically, it's almost to $200 million. Mm-hmm. John Wick 4. That, that, we're just, we're John Wick forever. That's what I yeah. think. And then fourth place was Renfeld, $7.7 million, And then Air came in fifth place. The interesting thing was like uh, some other movies debuted like mafia mama which some uh-huh. listeners would ask about n- no do that's not a no go for see me that. dog that's, that's a, a no, no for, for me, me. and then s- a couple christian movies did you see that nefarious which is a christian horror film with yeah. a glenn beck cameo Ooh, it was- Aaron, how do we feel about christian <laughs> horror movies <laughs> what it made 1.3 million dollars you know how i knew it was christian i actually didn't know it was christian but when i went to box office mojo they link who the the company the producer is mm-hmm. and so it'd be like universal lionsgate bleaker street sole deo gloria <laughs> oh got it got it so that's how i knew i was like wait is that a christian company let's go find out and it was so um it did make 1.3 million so um did uh, speaking of the box office so are you planning to see renfield because i can't tell because uh, I'm, I'm oh I'm i love behind. nicholas i love nicholas holt like my i like heart. nicholas holt too nicholas cage Mileage may vary. The unbearable burden of massive talent. That's a fantastic movie uh, yeah. that he released recently. Have you noticed how he's been going on like talk shows, and his hair and eyebrows look like askew? He's got a big uh, Bert energy to him. You know? Oh no, I haven't noticed because I big don't like church television. elder who doesn't understand why women are speaking in the worship center. Oh, you know? No, <laughs> it's weird. It's real weird to see okay, him. Like I, I want to make like sure that. he's okay. I'm just asking. I you and I think he has another movie coming out later this month. Like that's how. Okay. Who? Yeah. Who? Who is forcing him into this kind of adult labor? You've got to like, say when, <laughs> Nick. You have to say when, and it's I okay. Know, to do I know. I know. I will. Th- I will say one thing that I know that's coming out this week is Judy Bloom Forever. A documentary is coming out. Yes. This week, you'll be able to watch it on Prime Video. I watched it when I did Sundance Online, uh-huh. and I loved it. It was excellent. So that's her documentary about kind of her impact, her career. It was done by Ron Howard. It's you know. It's poignant. Just right down the middle. I did like, you could tell she, she hadn't been on these streets for a while. No, she had not. (laughs) No, she had not. Because I I guess she threw her lot in with JK Rowling for a minute and then was like, oh, sorry. I didn't understand how this worked. (laughs) No one told me that JK Rowling was bad. I was honored to be with her until I learned of all the truths. Yeah. 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 So good for Judy. Good for Judy. Also coming this week, just so y'all know, we get, we do get, uh, ghosted the movie with, uh, Chris Evans and Anna the Armoth. Uh, on on Apple TV, where yeah. you know he falls in love with Sadie, and then she ends up being a secret agent, and they go on adventures, which I, <laughs> I, I, can't I wait. feel like it's going to be so bad. And then we also get Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. The fact that you put your name yeah. in the title of the film, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which is Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and an Afghan a- interpreter. And he's in the army. They're trying to save people's lives. It's well, not- Jake Gyllenhaal gets saved by the translator, right? So then he realizes that he's like, "Oh, I got to go, like, get him back for saving me by saving him." So I got to uh, double save him. So it's like a one man thing, yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm, I wish I could say this looks stupid, but I really want to see that movie. Well, and Evil Dead Rise. You talked about seeing commercials. The reviews are Jeez. through the roof. The reviews are through the roof. Like for the, horror. The, like the demonic mom's a little chatty, a little too chatty for my taste, to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, right. she's really like chewing up the scenery. In a good and then I want to go see uh, Chevalier, which is, uh, 
it's a tr- it's based on the true story of the composer Chevalier de Saint Henri, and okay. he's the uh, illegitimate son of an African slave and a French plantation owner. Uh, rises to improbable heights in French society. It has little. Uh, he has a falling. He has a love affair and falling out with Marie Antoinette, played by Lucy Boynton, who actually makes me think of Marie Antoinette. Now you you like in theory you want to see it or you're like no, no French the aristocratic are great. Oh, violinist. I want to see it. I'm sorry, a hot man rises from the ashes sure. to in French society and is going to have a French accent and they're sure. going to be serving uh, a little pedophores. Yes, right. I want to watch it. I just want to make sure we're telling the truth. And the reviews are honest. really good. No, well, you know, I love a I love a period piece that has a romance component. With Everyone thinks people. of classical music in you. That is Bridgerton. that's fair. I that's love true. Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, I love Bridgerton, and they they play classical music, although it is Taylor Swift songs. But still. sure, it's fine. It's fine. Ariana Grande is the Beethoven of our modern age. Wow, the look on your face to see you say that was worth the price of admission. Honestly, uh, yes. it was. Mm, yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Let's go succession recap really quick. Um, we uh, we have some yes. tumultuous happenings on succession. Um, I was late last week, so I didn't get to see um, maybe the most important episode in the history of the show. Right, uh, and I did get spoiled. But I'm now I'm now caught up. Are you as well caught? I up, am. Jenny? I am caught up. It was. Listen, I actually think this episode was even better than that episode. I agree. I love I agree. this episode. It was so there, good. Not to go backwards, but there was a lot of love for last week's episode, and I think yes. rightfully so. Right. I do think. At a certain point, it tipped to where everyone's talking about how incredible it was that no one was acknowledging that it was not a fun sensory experience, you know, and that's no. part of the deal. And I, and I get that. But I do think maybe that'll color maybe some of the conversation here is I don't know that we have all grasp perspective on Succession, the TV show, given our immediacy to it right now. No, I agree. And this episode... That one was, I, I'm almost like clinically it was amazing. Yeah. Like how they managed to shoot it and how they, and each of the actors were really doing a unique perspective and it felt like they really were embodying their character and how their yes. character really would have reacted to yeah. something like that. I thought it was lovely. But this episode, I love and I love a now what? And th- this answered the now what? perfectly yeah just uh, i like return to form people talking in rooms and strategizing and that's yep. what this was so let me ask who uh for you won this episode god it's tom here's why tom is this complex sometimes he's an idiot sometimes he's i'm sitting on the stairs with shiv i'm gonna call her shabon yeah. and i'm gonna tell her about the good old days of our relationship and then shiv is gonna be like i don't remember that that was too long ago. But I will say, first of all, the fact that he was trying to get all the old execs to get on his team. And yeah. Jerry says to him, oh, you're you're sick with grief. You might want to put down that fish taco. You're getting your melancholy everywhere. That was magical. And it's then good. the whole speech of him as uh, Ron Petkus is standing in oh, front Stephen of Root. the room. Yeah. Yes, Stephen Root is paying homage and he is doing the director's commentary to Greg. Yeah. I want to read it. So Stephen Root says, 
a man of humility, grace, and dignity. And Tom said, who died fishing his iPhone from a clogged toilet. The man lived on Wonder Bread and steak freaks. He hadn't had a shit in 20 years. Oh, Carl yeah. catching a stray there, you know. That's tough. right. And then he was a man without vanity. He was a man who wasn't wearing his compression socks so he could look hot for Carrie. And I just, that was a perfect moment of like yeah. being honest about like how did it, and it actually revealed the truth of how he really died, which I liked. Yeah, the fact that, and I had to think about that for a minute of he needed the compression socks uh, for his condition, and then he didn't wear them because he wanted to now, be Now, to be fair, compression socks, you should always wear them on long call flights. Aaron and I have compression socks. We love them. Yeah, great flex. That's a great flex for, <laughs> by you and Aaron. So, you know, just Listen, like shouts to that. Health, health is important. We health is to, important. I don't, Aaron is so scared she'll die of a DVT, right? That's right. I'm yeah. not, you won't catch me. She's not going to die. Deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm going to pick, uh, for winning, winning the episode, I'm going to say the, the piece of paper that was discovered. Yes. Logan's piece of paper. Because, uh, it was the perfect agent of chaos where it, uh, and I thought they, I'm not a big fan of like post death reveals, you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I thought they, uh, um, they dotted the I and crossed the T so well in this because it didn't matter. It wasn't like definitive, but just it existing was the motivation for all of these different action points. And I think it, it you know, um, if you, we'll talk about Kendall here in a minute, I'm sure, but it motivates the Kendall turn. And when I was thinking back, like, why? Like, how did we get there? Were there any other options? It felt like this was the obvious place it had to go, even though I was not thinking of this, because Kendall was the only one who could be activated in this way. And something small and undefined like this was the only thing that could make Kendall act this way. And I just think there's so much brilliance and such a small, tiny thing uh, that doesn't ultimately matter, but it now will be what sets everything in motion for the next you know, several episodes. No, you're exactly right. And then you have this character who is now gone from the show that was yeah. the anchor of the show who can still wreak havoc yeah. from the grave. I, That's it right. It was excellent. It was done so well. Was it? A, did you think it was underlined or did you think it was struck through? I thought it was underlined. I, I've, I've seen, I feel, I've seen I both feel, sides. Yes, I've seen both sides. Yeah. But I think I I don't see Logan Roy as a guy who's like, well, let me be diligent about my my last will and testament and my stuff. He feels like a guy who's like, I'm going to be alive until I'm 150 and I'll deal with oh, it then. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so yeah. I don't know. That's I don't fair. Know. That's fair. Uh, who lost the episode for you? Listen, Carrie. I, I, I thought <sighs> Carrie's character was so – and maybe we just didn't understand her. It didn't feel earned, her ugly crying. Now, I did love her and Marsha's interaction, so it was worth it for that. Oh, yeah. But she seems so, you know, with those bangs that don't yeah. quit and, like, it her ugly crying and desperate. But but to be clear, I didn't like what she was doing, but I liked what ha- was happening around her. Sure. So I liked Marsha being the most brutal person who's ever lived. Yeah. And then I like Roman because, you know, I've always been team Roman. And I've always loved that Roman, despite the fact that we pretend he doesn't have, you know, because remember when the show started, he was married and had a kid. Do you remember wow. that? I don't remember that. No, exactly. You don't remember that because they never reference them again. Like wow. ever, ever. And, but I like that it shows the tender side of him because I've always said he is the kind one if you can find a kindness. See, that's that's interesting because I I interpreted that as Roman wanting to be with Carrie because of her proximity to Logan. Oh, maybe so. Oh, that's a great I, and, way and that to makes look it, at it. Yeah. way weirder. Way oh, it does. Weirder. It actually makes it weirder. And I kind of like him, but I want him weird with a weird tenderness, like with a yeah. weird 
And it's already, like they've weirded up so much other stuff. He does need to be normal somewhere. Because you're, but you're right. You've seen Roman this whole time be kind of this uh, figure that his father could always manipulate, even when he couldn't manipulate the other children. Yes, he could always manipulate Roman because yes. Roman was so desperate. I mean, they all are, but he is desperate in a. But to see his interaction with Jerry in the episode the week before, where he really hated that he had to do that, but he also was like, but I have to do it. But yeah. not, but it was a struggle. I've always liked the struggle that Roman seems to be in between being an a hole and being some sort of redeemable kind of rich person. You know? Yeah. When you're looking around the margins, Roman's always been the most interesting to me because Kendall is who he is. Shiv just feels undefined. Yeah. So I'm not interested in anything with her, really. But Roman feels like so defined. That I'm, I want to watch more with him. You know, I want to spend more time with him and see how he does things. Um, for my last episode, I, you know, I had the Chekhov's gun moment of Fisher Steve or the Hugo, I think Hugo is his name, yeah. uh, at the very beginning. We hear him on the phone and then he asks Kendall for help. And then at the very end, obviously, yes. we come back to it. And I think the show's so nuanced and smooth normally that they rarely telegraph stuff like this. Yeah. But you had to know, like, this app, and and the more you got into the episode, you could tell where it was going that this was going to be uh, leveraged by Kendall. Would that have been a Chekhov's gun where, like, you would have been like, this is going to come back and show back? Oh, up? 100%. 100%. Yeah. This uh, insider trading possibility. Yeah. Um, is going to go off uh, by the end, which it does, you know, in a, so I don't, I don't mind in terms of getting the plot to where it needs to be, but it did feel, everything is just so, you don't notice it with this yeah. show. And this is, th that was one of the things where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see the seams on that a little bit. Yeah. What was your favorite line in terms of quotes? Well, it, it's weird. There were so many great lines in this episode, but I will actually say that when Marsha is talking to Connor and Willa and she says to Willa, congratulations, look how far you've come. And it was so brutal. And I, it, in context, I was having a conversation with a friend, a guy, last night. And he said to me, he said, women don't know the power they have over men. And I go, uh, I call BS. I said, I get that, like, there's maybe a sexual power. And he was like, no, like, I, I, I would do it because he's dating someone. And he was like, I did this dumb thing because she asked me to. And I said, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, women are scared. Like, men are scared that women will make fun of them. Right. Women are scared that men will kill them. So I still think the power is strictly in your spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. You still sure. got all the power. But I like that this is a way for Marsha, who really is not, does not have any power. She does not have any actual power other than the owning of this home and she's going to sell to Connor. But like, she's just a side piece like everybody else has been a side piece. And you mm -hmm. have to find your power where you can. And so she has in, in, in the condescension to other people who, because she's literally saying something to Willa that she did herself, like yeah. that she herself did. I think that was what was so interesting and good about this episode is Logan's always been the center of gravity and the center of orbit for everybody. And when you remove that, things have to, you have to reassert who exists in the vacuum now. Yeah. So it's watching how everyone leverages what they have. And Marsha has a lot to leverage, like, for example, that apartment, which she spit shakes a deal on. Gosh, so, so good. <laughs> watching Greg try to like, okay, I've got to cozy up to this person now. It was just so well done. You know, that's one yeah. of those uh, really subtle um, aspects we were talking about. I like Roman. When Speaking of uh, people trying to navigate the new power structures, Tom approaching everybody differently, yes. you know, and yes. Kendall being like, I like you, Tom, like, good luck. And then, but with Roman, Roman doesn't let it uh, slide. He says... Uh, I'll quote the whole thing here. Tommy Whammy, tightrope Tommy, riding a little subtle cycle across Niagara Falls. <laughs> Tiptoe Tommy, lip balm Tom Wham, lubing up his lips to kiss my butt. <laughs> oh, that's so good. 
reminded me a little bit of uh, the town of Mr. Ripley when yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman sees Matt Damon watching Gwyneth Paltrow and Jude Law, and he's like, "How's the peeping, Tom? Timmy, Tom, Tom, Tom." <laughs> it's just really, 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 really well done. Yeah. Um, low MVP of the episode for you. Oh, it's Shiv's baby. Ooh. Listen, I wasn't prepared for that, and just listening to Shiv the way that she talked to her doctor is so. <laughs> Listen, I, here's what I will say about Shiv. I do think that uh, Jesse Armstrong maybe does not have the strength in writing women, as I would hope that the writing staff would have. But here's the thing about Shiv that I have loved that they have done a really good job of making her very uncomfortable in her job, whatever it is, not yeah. feeling at home. Because I would think in this kind of arena, she is A, not going to feel at home because she's a woman. But also like her, the co- I all the Emmys for the costume – because she is always in clothes that do not fit. And yeah. you would think with that much money, they would. But now, of course, they don't fit because she's growing a person. But also, like, I will just never, ever get over that outfit she wore in the finale of last season at the wedding. How it was just so awkward and off the rack. Because mm-hmm. it was literally off the rack. Yeah. And I, the watching, because, ri- you know, they have these moments in this episode where they're making fun of poor people. Like the security guard, like sure. he doesn't know what to do. And I thought, yeah, but that security guard is going to live a happy life and y'all are still <laughs> going to be doing this for the until you die, you know? Yeah, yeah I like – with Shiv, I feel like it's such a commentary on how she just doesn't know – she has no identity, no no place. She doesn't know where she fits. So yeah. her clothes are never going to fit her accordingly, That's right. you know? That's right. Um, I have I – mean, I just – I love Stewie. I just always love Stewie. Yes. When he shows up, it's like he might get two minutes of playing time. But he's jacking up like 16 threes, Duncan. He's, it's just, it's just the best experience. But I really, uh, you mentioned Carrie. I, I thought Carrie spilling her bag of possessions on the floor, that's my favorite moment because yeah. it shows, uh, you ne- I noticed like you never see anyone like almost like showing any vulnerability or intimacy. Everyone's defenses are always just so up. So to see someone like spilling their personal effects is, almost like a scandal, you know? Oh, it is. And I think it, like you mentioned, it, it tells us a little bit about Roman. I think it tells us, it finally it takes off the facade of Carrie and her proximity to power and reasserts like where it actually is now. But yeah. I just thought that was such a small, subtle utility of like how to show who has the power and who's yeah. in control and who's not no, in you're right. control. Um, okay, well, that is our conversation on The More You Know. Uh, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxtion.com slash 501. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week is rapid red light. Here we go. First of all, red light to him for rolling his eyes at me. Very frustrating. Snag their cherries. Where? Where many of you lost your virginity. Church. That's oh, what did it. That's what so did much it. I don't like about that statement. <laughs> You know what we don't need? Another 72-year-old dad at a high school graduation. Knox, we don't have time to explain this I to you. Explain and you don't really want to know. Red light to me, because every time a celebrity I love dies, I think of two celebrities I wish had died instead. Red light to the internet for making this viral. We don't have time to explain this I to you. Explain and you don't really want to know. Number one, uh, red light to Netflix for single-handedly changing truly the landscape of television and deciding in the year of our Lord, 2023, to start having live events. And the first one with Chris Rock was not good. And then the second one didn't even happen. Stop it. Stay in your lane. Red light number two, red light to the Wicked movie, which is trying to make us care about it 
way too early. Listen, you tried to show us first looks and they are so zoomed out on those two characters that they're ridiculous. We can't even tell. Plus, you've somehow allowed Ariana to keep a pony. Why are you letting her keep that ponytail? Okay, set her free. And TikTok is calling her Alfaba. Alfaba. Aaron, they're calling her Alfaba. Okay, that's okay. weird. Y'all, this movie does not come out for one year, seven months, and seven days. Okay? Wow. The fatigue is going to ruin this. It's going to ruin it. Okay? Like Wonder Woman 2. <sighs> we just cannot handle it. All right? Rapid Red Light number three. Actors I love who continue to have rotten pickers. Jennifer Garner, you know what the last thing he told me was? Uh, don't be in a Reese Witherspoon project while she's going through a divorce. That's mm. good. That's, that's uh, what we call a setup and a spike, ladies and gentlemen. Kaboom. Uh, Richard Armitage, love you. Obsession might be the worst script in Netflix history. Because I watched it and it was stupid. And then Edgar Ramirez, you are hot and talented. And I watched Florida Man and this should have been an email, okay? Instead of seven episodes. Or at the very least, it should have been three episodes instead of seven. Uh, Rapid red light to the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers for not settling the contracts with the Writers Guild. Listen, for some of you, you have not lived through a writer strike. Like we have lived through a writer strike 15 years ago. Um, And I know y'all might be like, well, what's the big deal? Okay, so Jimmy Fallon won't have jokes. No, do you want Tiger King, colon, love is blind and feral? No, you do not. But that's what you're going to get if we have a writer strike. You need to solve this. And finally, red light to Prince William and King Charles. Buckingham Palace announced that amongst the king's pages will be his eldest grandson and second in line to the throne, Prince George. With him will be Lord Oliver Cholmondeley. Do you know who that is? Nice. I don't know who that is. Oliver is the eldest son of Rose Hanbury. You know, the woman that Prince William was photographed kissing intimately in 2019 <gasps> while his wife was pregnant with her third child. That is some expert level passive aggression. That is. And listen, that's what happens when your king is also marrying his mistress from your mother. That's what's <sighs> It just gets happen. confusing, guys. guys Come on. There guys. should be a guy for this. There should be a Gary for the king is <laughs> what I'm hearing. Exactly. Okay. What's your red light? My red light is um, I, I have. It's just like. Hot, famous beefcakes. Okay. Okay, let's go. This is my favorite topic. Um, I'm, oh, wait, I'm you're gonna, redlighting it. Oh no. I know Mark Consuelos. Like he's on yeah. live with Kelly Ripa, and it's just like I don't even watch it. So uh, this is hollow. But I just I'm not here for all the clickables about how much sex they have and what their sex is like and when their sex is like and where who their sex is like. I just it's enough. You guys are hot and you have a great sex life. I'm so happy for you. That's not part of my morning content, you know. They're like, both, please don't listen, do that. they're too pointy to have hot sex. Both of them are too pointy. All knees and sex. elbows, like come yeah, on. There's like there's got to be some not. cushion somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Brett Goldstein. I want to put him in here. Oh, Roy Kent. Okay. He's here. He's okay. there. He's every freaking where. He like Brett Goldstein is everywhere. All the profiles, all the photo spreads, news drops, rumors pieces. I saw like could Brett Goldstein be the new Bond? Um, is he gonna be <gasps> in the new Fast and Furious movie? No. Should he play Nelson Mandela? I was just like, <laughs> that's enough. We're not even. Is he good? Is he good? He's on Ted Lasso. We know that. But we know he's British. He can growl. He can glare. That's all we know. That's all we definitely know. I good as Roy Kent. I don't know that we have any proof that he's good as anything else. He was Hercules in the post-credit scene of that talk. one thing. He, that's, he just growled. And so it's like, I'd rather see Jamie Tart get some run. Like maybe Jamie <gasps> Tart needs to, like a little Thank bit of action. You. I don't know what's yeah. happening with his hair this season. It's an issue. But <laughs> like maybe just like see if he's good. So Brett Goldstein, chill out. And then Glenn Powell. And this isn't about Glenn Powell the person. Okay. This is about me getting my hopes up. Because as, you know, the number one out there, your boy, for Glenn Powell in the yes. world, yeah. we've finally been rewarded because he just got announced to be in the Twister sequel that is being directed by Lee Isaac Chung. The guy who wrote The Revenant, wrote the script. 
Yes. He's going to be opposite Daisy Aker Jones. Uh, and Anthony Ramos is going to be in this. And I love Twister. I love the Shania Twain inspired soundtrack with it. I love Helen Hunt. And I love the idea that you can chain yourself to a fence and that's how you get through a uh, tornado and that you can wear a white wife beater <laughs> and, and it'd be uh, soaking wet and like that not be inappropriate, Helen Hunt. But if you guys, if you guys do this and then you pull it out from under me, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be, re- I'm going to be broken as a person. I know. Cause I love Twister so much. Don't do this guys. Like, so Glenn, if you're listening, I know you are. Don't do this. Don't start this with me because you're not going to be able to stop it once you start it. So see this through. Promise me, Glenn. <laughs> Please. That's my red lights. Uh, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light is the book Adelaide by Genevieve Wheeler. Now, I picked this book because my therapist said I need to read more character-driven fiction to help access the repressed emotional part of my brain. And so this time I was like, I'm going to make her proud of me and I'm going to do it. And this is a novel about an American woman working and going to grad school in London who falls in love with an Englishman named Rory who looks like a Disney prince. Now, this is not a romance novel, but it is deeply about love. Is this why y'all like character mm. novels? It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's like kind of accessible. <laughs> Listen, it is so moving and poignant. It is a delight of a book. Genevieve Wheeler writes in such a way that you are transported to the moments she's describing. You see the faces, you hear the music, you smell the lemon cake. Adelaide as a protagonist is complex. She's kind, yet flawed. You are rooting for her at every turn of the page. Let me tell you, you will love this book if your therapist says you need to read more character-driven novels. You'll love this book if you've ever dated in the modern age, if you've ever struggled with depression, that's also a content warning, if you've ever experienced unrequited love, and if you have the type of friend or friends who carry your pieces when you are broken. And kudos to my therapist, I cried, ugly cried on the plane when I finished it. It is a stunner. It came out this week. I, I highly recommend it. My green light this week. I've got two. First one, I've talked about a lot. Um, so th- this m- maybe barely counts, but it's still green light. It's party down. Uh, this has been one of my longtime green lights, and it's a recurring go-to suggestion for people asking for help with what to binge next. The premise, as a reminder, is centered on a group of actors moved to L.A. to make it big, but they end up working as caterers. Uh, it was created by Rob Thomas, not the musician, the Veronica Mars guy. Uh, and each episode features caterers at different events with different characters and different cameo opportunities. There's all kinds of uh, famous improv comedy uh, legends who show up or just like Steve Gutenberg will show up. Like, it's just kind of weird like that. This third season um, of the show just happened and it literally takes place 13 years after the second season and it doesn't skip a beat. It's Jane Lynch. It's Megan Mullally. It's Adam Scott. um, It's Ken Marino. This is just one of, it's almost like, um, the the perfect kind of chaser to a day because it's like 20 something minutes it's tight it's not complicated it's fun it's easy breezy i thought this third season was so well done so well executed um so if you've never tried it i think this is the perfect time because i don't think they're making any more go i think it's like 26 total episodes you can knock three seasons out in no time and you'll be all the better uh, for it's it. so good uh, and then the other green light is a tv show on apple plus it's called the big door prize this is a Ooh. sweet whimsical but complicated show about the nature of wanting and, and destiny. So the the log line is that one day the residents of a small town discover this magical destiny predicting machine in their grocery store and uh, everyone starts to use it. Hijinks ensue. I was hesitant to begin this because of Chris O'Dowd and how he almost ruined Bridesmaids as an Irish <laughs> freelancing comp randomly in the Midwest. But he's perfectly used here. Perfectly used here. He's a happy-go-lucky schlub. 
who has found contentedness, but is made to feel weird about that in the face of all this destiny talk. The casting is excellent on the margins, uh, and the show is paced so well so that we're uh, invested in multiple people, multiple storylines without being caught uh, in neutral or feeling like we're in neutral with any of them. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's kind, it's, it's all of Apple TV's programming is, is in this interesting space of like very affirmative, very positive, very uplifting. And I don't hate it. Uh, and this follows suit with that. So I, I think people would really enjoy kind of watching it's, the journey. It's here. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just a good hang. It's just a fun, good hang. So I hope people uh, give it a chance. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Guys, before we go, remember anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our link. I had a purchase that link this week was. Jamie, this is a butcher shop gift basket. Okay. So this is a gourmet grilling spices, a set of three. Uh, it has 740 global ratings, 4.7 stars. My favorite thing about this product is a review it was it actually had no written one star reviews but there is a two star review from janet who wrote disappointed i bought these as a gift for my dad for father's day as he loves to grill instead of coming in a nice box they came simply wrapped in bubble wrap not very nice presentation i have a week until father's day so i hope i can make them nice <laughs> you, janet janet i believe in you janet, janet. you get tissue paper next <laughs> janet go anywhere there are good grocery store and at the gas stations and everywhere you go. All right, you guys. All right. Don't forget to get on the free list for our newsletter note for the audio. The sign up link is in Indy's fantastic show notes. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Cole. You find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye guys.